Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 33, HTML5 audio and video player, and Blueberry PowerPress 2.0. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel J. Lewis, known on Twitter as The Ramen Noodle, name of my podcast over on the Noodle Mix Network. And of course, there's this podcast. This is the podcast where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. And today we're going to talk about some of the organization side of things, but not just the organization, some technical sides of things in podcasting, because podcasting isn't all about passion and it's not all about dialogue. You also need to have some of these technical things in place because you could have all the passion in the world, but if you don't know how to press record, which is technical skill, then you don't have a podcast. Well, you could if you hire someone to record for you, but that's beside the point. So today, please, I hope you do not get sleepy listening to this. I'll try to keep this simple and informative, but yet also do my typical in-depth approach to things. As we talk about HTML5 audio and video players, and I share with you some information and experience now in a review about Blueberry PowerPress 2.0 and how it solves these issues. First of all, if you have a power, if you have a podcasting website, there are many different ways that you can have a podcasting website, like software to run your site, Drupal, Joomla blogger.com, wordpress.com, or you can do the preferred and simplest solution is install WordPress on your site from wordpress.org. WordPress is a blogging platform, but also easily extendable into podcasting through using simple plugins. And there are many plugins out there. One that used to be very popular was PodPress. Well, PodPress died, and it's since been resurrected as the undead plugin to attempt to be for podcasting, but it's just not being developed very well, and it's not been upgraded well enough. It's it's just not a good solution anymore. PodPress doesn't work. Maybe the latest versions have fixed some of the problems, but it I wouldn't trust it. However, there are plugins like PowerPress, which is much more powerful and is being updated. And there are other plugins too and other ways that you can run a podcast through your website, especially if you're using WordPress. And there are plenty of other extensions and add-ons and all sorts of techniques that you can use to make a podcast from your website. However, most websites have an inherent problem if they host podcasts on the website or if they have a player on the website. Now, first of all, this is very important. You must have an audio or video player on your website for your podcast, not just a little playlist on the side where they can click play and it plays through a playlist of your episodes, but every post that is a podcast episode must have a player in it. It can't be just a straight download of the file, but it must be have 
a player. And that's why you would use extensions like PowerPress or the now dead PodPress or many other extensions, podcasting plugin, or even just an audio player on your site is because you want to have these audio players. And by the way, I recommend having them visible on the front page as well. That way people don't have to dig too far into your site to get to your podcast. And what I mean by on the front page is when your posts list on the front page, I recommend letting the audio player display with each post. But here's the problem. A few years ago, Apple, this little company in Cupertino, California. Wait, is it Cupertino? Palo Alto, California. Apple created the iPhone. And there was certainly nothing new about a device with the touch interface that could make calls. There had been PDAs and smartphones for a while, but Apple really revolutionized the industry and in a sense reinvented it sort of i think sometimes apple takes too much credit and people give them too much credit for what they've done but still they did revolutionize the industry of smartphones and made smartphone apps and smartphone web browsing much much more popular up until apple the popular way and the most prominent way to view the web on a smartphone was through mobile browsing. And mobile browsing would strip out a lot of the images, it would strip out a lot of the columns, display everything in just a single column, almost just the text with very little images, no special effects, no interactivity, nothing like that. Forget a podcast player and anything like that. It just wasn't supported. And people wouldn't have thought about it back then very much. But the kinds of players that you import on websites today are almost all Flash-based. And that's Flash, which was formerly by Macromedia, now owned by Adobe. Flash is a technology that can create interactivity on the web and is also used heavily in multimedia sites for audio and video players using the Adobe Flash Player plugin. And these plugins are probably installed on your computer. So if you visit a site that has Flash on it, like for example, one of my favorite sites, and it's also been an example site on many things about phones playing Flash, homestarrunner.com. Visit that site and you will see that it's interactive. It has all of this animation. and It is a Flash-powered site. You can't view that site unless you have Adobe Flash Player installed. Now, that's a great use of Flash. It's interactive, it has a lot of animations, and instead of downloading full videos, you can interact with things. And it's a technology that's been around for a while and has really been uh, matured through the years. And Adobe continues to mature it in how it functions. Great plugin. But the problem is, Apple came along with the iPhone And they wanted you to experience the entire web on the iPhone. So they gave it this highly capable web browser that was based on WebKit. They called it Mobile Safari because Safari is the software used, or that's the name of their web browser on Windows and OS X. 
And Safari is based on WebKit, which is technology that Google uses to make Chrome. So just think Safari and Chrome are very similar. So Safari on the iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch is very similar to Safari on Mac or Windows or Chrome on those platforms. It's a complete web browser. So when you visit a web page with that browser, many of the features that you would get from a desktop computer, you can now have in your hand on a mobile device like a phone, an iPod Touch, or even things bigger like tablets, like iPads or uh, Honeycomb tablets running Android software. So Apple came out with these devices and they wanted you to experience the entire web. However, their definition of the entire web apparently does not include the huge number of sites that are built around Adobe Flash technology and require the Adobe Flash player to be installed. For example, you go to like homestarrunner.com. It uses Flash, completely uses Flash. You go to other websites like hulu.com where it's a video site and it uses Flash to display the videos or you go to game sites like uh, I think uh, newgrounds.com is a gaming site. You go there and it's Flash games and interactivity through Flash, Adobe Flash Player and Shockwave technology. Well, all of that's great, but none of it works on any device running Apple's mobile operating system, which they call now iOS. That's the iPhones, the iPod Touches, and the iPads. All three of those run iOS, some version of it, and Flash is not in any three of those. Adobe Flash Player. So you go to any of those sites that use Adobe Flash Player, it's not going to work. How does this tie in with you as a podcaster? Or remember what I said earlier, all of the podcasting plugins use the most popular and, frankly, the most widely supported and cross-compatible option of Adobe Flash Player in order to play their video and audio files. So you go to a site and you see a podcast listed on there. You click play, the little player loads, and the audio file plays. Most likely, you're seeing a Flash audio player using flash technology if you're on an iphone ipod touch or an ipad and you visit that same site you're not going to see a player you might not see anything now for a while the best solution that was easy to integrate with most of what people already had was simply have in there a download link and that download link would link directly to the mp3 file or the audio or video file that that uh, website is playing. The benefit there is if you were on an iPad or any iOS device, you could click on that download link and it would open in a new tab or a new window and it would directly access that MP3 file or that audio or video file and it would start playing it there in the browser if it was a format that the browser could support. But that wasn't obvious for the end user. I'm a web designer and I've shared with you many times how important it is to make things easy for your listeners and for people visiting your website. Because it's if, if it's not easy, 
then they're not going to listen or watch your podcast. So when they see a link that says download, they might think, I don't want to download it. I just want to listen to it. There's no option here to just listen to it. I want to listen, not download it. So they wouldn't think to press the download button. There are other ways that you could play it, but all sorts of problems there with with the terminology or making it effective for people and simple for people. So what Apple has been talking about all of this time is Apple is dead set on not incorporating Flash ever into their mobile operating systems. In fact, the newest Mac computers like the MacBook Air, Air, (laughs) that was Freudian slip there, the MacBook Air does not come with Adobe Flash Player pre-installed. They don't like Adobe Flash Player. Personally, I think Apple doesn't like Adobe anymore. But they don't like Adobe Flash Player. And to be honest, yes, the the concept of Adobe Flash Player for media like audio and video is a bit of a stretch because the whole reason people used it is that the web browsers were not capable of playing straight media files properly unless software was installed in order to play those files. So on your podcast, if you're using a Flash player, it's not available for people on iPhones, iPod Touches, and iPads. So Apple has been making this push for everyone to use HTML5. HTML5 can seem quite confusing but let me break it down no there was too much let me summarize (laughs) princess and the was it the princess bride their reference html5 is a new standard see every every dozen years or so not dozen but Every few years, HTML is redefined and enhanced to support all sorts of new features that the direction of the web industry and online world require. HTML4 came out in 1997, and since then, it has been stretched and twisted and all manner of things in order to make it work with the the technology that people needed and the media needs of sites. And that's why there have been plugins like Adobe Flash Player or Microsoft Silverlight and all of these other plugins that uh, software and web browsers require in order to play things. HTML5 is trying to change that. Now, HTML5 has not been set as a standard. And in some ways, I think Apple jumped on this a bit too quickly, which they've done many times before. And yet at other times, they don't jump on new technologies for a while. It's kind of weird, but they've jumped on this HTML5 thing. And HTML5 is not standardized yet. However, there are things in HTML5 that are working across multiple browsers, kind of. Among those, and one of the biggest benefits of HTML5 is that you can put an audio file on your site or a video file without requiring your visitors to have a plugin installed, like 
Adobe Flash Player or Silverlight or Java or many of these other plugins installed in their web browser. Instead, their web browser will interpret the link to that audio or video file and play it for them without any need for additional plugins. And this is great because the user doesn't have to think about it. They don't have to install things. Think about your mom visiting a site. You tell her, mom, listen to my newest podcast episode. She goes to your site and then says, I can't find it. It says I need Adobe Flash Player. What is that? How do I install it? And it can be complicated with that. So HTML5 allows the ability that you can link to things directly just using a special new kind of code, which is part of what HTML5 is. It's a specification of new codes and tags and markup language. HTML, by the way, stands for Hypertext Markup Language. And it's the way that the web works with links and graphics and images and tags and all of this. So HTML5 adds new tags, new links and styles that you can incorporate into web design. And the browser is supposed to interpret those things according to a certain standard. But the problem is the browsers aren't all the same. For example... MP3 is the most standard audio file format. And if all web browsers supported HTML5 audio, you might think that you could just stick the MP3 file on your website and not have to worry at all about how it is being interpreted or what kind of browser people are using, and it would just play that MP3 audio file. Well, that's not the case because Chrome supports MP3, Internet Explorer supports MP3, Internet Explorer 9, that is, which was just released recently and should be pushing out as an automatic update for people running Windows Vista or Windows 7. Sorry, XP users. And MP3 is also supported in Safari, Did you catch two different web browsers that I did not mention? One of them is the, has been the longest running competitor to Internet Explorer, Firefox. Firefox was my first web browser when I moved away from Internet Explorer and I loved it. But also Opera, two, Firefox is much more popular, so we'll just ignore Opera for a moment. But Firefox does not support MP3s. Well, yeah, it can play MP3s if it's using a Flash player, but Firefox cannot play MP3s through the HTML5 method. Is that too many letters and numbers for you? Let me break it down. MP3s are your audio files. HTML5 is the new standard. Firefox supports the new standard, HTML5, but Firefox will not play MP3s when they're used through HTML5. Only Internet Explorer 9, Chrome, and Safari will do that. So now that kind of breaks the idea of, well, just post an MP3 and it'll work on all of them. Nope, it won't work on Firefox or Opera. Well, maybe you could go for Apple's format that they're pushing, the AAC format or .m4a that you see. That's what the iPods use, but that's not what other MP3 players use. 
And in fact, in fact, Firefox, Chrome, and Opera do not support AAC. Well, then there's this other format, which you might not have ever heard of this format before. It's called Og Vorbis. Og Vorbis can actually produce a higher quality audio file at a smaller file size than MP3. Og Vorbis is completely open. It's completely free. It's not, there's no licensing behind it. Firefox, Chrome, and Opera support Og Vorbis audio, but Safari and Internet Explorer do not. And the reason Firefox, by the way, doesn't support MP3 is because of how Firefox is released under licensing terms and conditions and blah, 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 all this legal stuff. And they decided that they would not support MP3 because MP3 is not an open standard. So it's a decision they've made to not support it, which is crazy. So your only option is that you have to have a fallback system. And that best fallback method is Adobe Flash Player because all of these web browsers do support Adobe Flash Player. The only platforms that don't support Adobe Flash Player are the Apple mobile devices, the iPod Touch, the iPhone, and the iPad, or computers that do not have Flash installed, which most computers these days do. It's something like 97% of the computers browsing the web have Adobe Flash Player installed and something like 93% have among the latest couple versions. So you're, you're great with backwards compatibility there as long as you have Flash Player on your site. So what you would need in order to guarantee that your, soft, that your podcast would play in all of these different browsers is you would need either multiple formats or an intelligent way of your system falling back from one thing to another. If the first option doesn't work, then it goes to the second option. Well, before I give you the solution to that, let me move on to talk about video. Video is very much the same as audio in that video comes in different formats and different ways of being compressed. The most popular ways are H.264, WebM, and Theora, which is also another Vorbis thing. So now you have the similar breakup of things is that Internet Explorer 9 and Safari support H.264, but Chrome dropped support for it. Firefox never supported it. Chrome, Firefox, and Opera, though, support WebM, which was invented by Google. So again, here are multiple formats that are not supported by all of the browsers. And you can't just have a single format that works in every browser. And it's so frustrating for us web developers that why can't we have a single format, one format to rule them all, one format to bind them. Find however that goes. You Lord of the Rings people are probably throwing tomatoes at your speakers right now that I couldn't quote the line precisely, but that's okay. Just clean up the tomatoes afterward. I don't want them anyway. So in video, it's broken up just the same, if not even worse than it is in audio, because at least in audio, most browsers support MP3. Now, before I move on, 
Let me clarify something. What I'm talking about in saying Firefox does not support MP3, what I mean by that is that Firefox does not natively support MP3. Firefox requires Adobe Flash to be installed and running in order for Flash to play the MP3s through Firefox. So, or the same thing with these different video formats. Like most of YouTube is now encoded with H.264. So it works great in Internet Explorer and Safari using HTML5 videos, or the videos could just be played natively by those browsers. But in order to play that H.264 video in Firefox, Chrome, or Opera, each of those browsers have to have Adobe Flash Player installed and running. And so Flash plays those video files for Firefox, Chrome, and Opera instead of those programs playing them themselves. So this might seem all complicated, and maybe I've explained this in too much detail, and you might have already fallen asleep, but here's where it all comes down to the solution for you. Something that has come out that is a wonderful fix for all of this and presents the options for HTML5 and giving you a fallback solution. I mentioned it two weeks ago. PowerPress 2.0. PowerPress is the podcasting plugin developed by Blueberry, which is owned by Raw Voice. It's the best and most popular plugin for WordPress to turn your WordPress blog into a podcast site. PowerPress is developed by several people that I am so happy to say I know them personally. Michael Dell and Angelo Mandato are two of the major developers on it, especially Angelo Mandato. Uh, He's helped or he has organized PodCamp Ohio, which is now considered PodCamp Columbus. And he's given me a lot of help in organizing PodCamp Cincinnati. Well, these guys are geniuses and they have been working so hard on this for quite some time of what they would do as a solution. So here's what happens when you upgrade to PowerPress 2.0, or if you install PowerPress 2.0, is you now have the option of using an HTML5 audio player on your website. So this means that people who have a modern browser that can play MP3s or whatever your video format is natively, it will display the HTML5 audio player. So this means people who visit your site through iPads, iPhones, and iPod Touches can just click play on your page and your podcast will play. They don't have to download anything. They don't have to install anything. They just open their web browser, press play, and it will play. Chrome and Internet Explorer 9 do this already. So these will load the HTML5 audio player. A big benefit to this for desktop computer users like laptops or desktop computers is that they don't require Flash to be installed. And Flash can sometimes hog memory resources or it can crash. I've had Flash crash many times on my computer and I have to restart my browser in order to make things work again. Well, this doesn't rely on anything like this. This relies just on the browser's ability to play these files directly instead of 
some third party in between interpreting the file for your browser. So what about those browsers that don't support HTML5 or don't support MP3s directly, like Firefox or Opera, or maybe older versions? What if people are still on Internet Explorer 7 or 8, which, by the way, most people using Internet Explorer right now are probably on Internet Explorer 8 because they haven't updated yet to Internet Explorer 9. So HTML5 won't work for them at all. Or these people who are still on Windows XP and maybe even on Internet Explorer 6, which seriously, please guys, upgrade. So what Blueberry PowerPress 2.0 now does is if you go into the settings, and the way you get to this is once you've installed Blueberry PowerPress, is on the left side of your WordPress admin, there will be a little spot near the bottom that says PowerPress. You click that, it expands down, and then click on either the audio or video player. Since I'm talking primarily about audio podcasting, we'll look at the audio player. When you click on audio player, it will probably show what plugin or what player you already have selected as the default. Now, by the way, if you update and all of your players disappear and podcasts no longer play on your website, then just go through this process and reselect the player that you already wanted, and that will fix it. A little side note there. So when you're in the configure player area, click on select a different audio player, and it presents you with several options. Flow Player Classic, one pixel out audio player, which is probably what you've seen the most of. And it's what I really like because it's so simple. It's clean and it's customizable and all of the stuff. MP3 player maxi, simple flash MP3 player and audio play. And then the last one being HTML5 audio player. And you'll see the little red word new next to that. So what happens when you activate the HTML5 audio player? is on browsers that support HTML5 audio, it will play using that first. If it's on a browser that doesn't support HTML5, then it falls back to using Flash. So it prioritizes HTML5, which is great because that's the direction things need to go. And that's so much better of a system and it's much more optimized. But if someone is using something that doesn't support HTML5, like Internet Explorer 8, then it will fall back and use Adobe Flash Player, and it will fall back to the Flow Player Classic, which, honestly, I don't like this player because I think it has too many elements to it. It's a bit over-designed. It's not as clean and simple as the pixel, as the one-pixel-out player. And Flow Player has these buttons that have more depth and stuff to it. it it might not fit with the style of your site but the reason they did this is because flow player classic supports both video and audio not just audio like one pixel out audio player the player that i love supports only audio but flow player classic is backwards compatible with older versions of flash and it supports both video and audio and that way you're not having to mess with multiple players, but it's pretty simple, and also it's kept up to date pretty well, and it's it's quite capable. I just don't like it as much as one pixel out player. But HTML5 
we'll fall back to using the Flow Player Classic to do this. And this is great because now you can have on your site supporting the newer formats. People on iPhones can visit your site, press play, which seems like the obvious thing to do, right? You visit a website, you press play, you expect it to play. So people on these Apple devices can now do that and it will play. It will give them the HTML5 audio or video. If they're on a device that supports Flash, but also supports HTML5 audio and video, it will default to HTML5, which is great because that's the new standard. It's much faster running, more optimized for systems. If they can't run HTML5, then it falls back to Flash. If they can't run HTML5 and they can't run Flash, then you need to upgrade them from Windows 95, bring them into the current century, because most computers, all computers, can run Flash. So this is the way that I highly encourage you to start doing this on your site. And if there are any problems with this, then Blueberry certainly stands behind their software. And by the way, they offer fantastic services, media hosting, media stats, and this player. And they stand behind this. And you, if you submit a problem issue to them, many times you might get an email from the CEO himself, Todd Co- Cochran, who for us podcasters who are in different podcast networks that or different podcasting things that he runs, like the Tech Podcasting Network, which the Audacity Podcast is proudly a member of the Tech Podcast Network at techpodcasts.com. He gave me his cell phone number. And one day I had a question about something with PowerPress. And I called him. He answered the phone. He called me by name. It was great. He's the CEO of this company. It seemed like I thought, oh, I'm going to have to leave a voicemail of this. No, he answered the phone. And whenever I have an issue, he or one of the developers reply directly on it. So there's a great uh, basis for support behind PowerPress. It's not going away. And you can be guaranteed that this will grow and get just even better in the future. So if you're running PowerPress right now, I highly encourage you to upgrade to 2.0.1, which is the latest version at the time of this recording on March 21st. However, if you have installed Blueberry PowerPress 2.0 and you haven't activated the HTML5 audio player, I highly recommend that you do it because this will make it work for all of those millions and millions of iPads, well, maybe not millions and millions, but all of those hundreds of thousands of iPads out there and iPhones and iPod Touches and all of this, these devices that might be visiting your site will make it play flawlessly for them and they won't have to think about it at all. And that's the best way that you can do your website is there's this book actually out there about how to make your website user-friendly. And the name of the book is Don't Make Me Think. And your website visitors should not have to think about what it takes to play a podcast episode on your website. They see a play button. If they click it, it better play your podcast. And now you can do that with Blueberry PowerPress 2.0. I love it. 
I'm using it on Noodle.mx. Go ahead, check out Noodle.mx on your iPhone, iPod Touch, or iPad. Or even if you don't have Flash on your computer, or if you're new, using a newer browser like Google Chrome, Safari, or Internet Explorer 9, visit Noodle.mx and you'll see that it loads the, the audio file through HTML5 instead of loading the Adobe Flash Player. And you'll notice that you can listen to the podcast without it spiking your CPU usage. Now, one thing odd to keep to in all of this, and this is beside the point, but it is a little weird, is Apple requires that QuickTime be installed in order for Safari to play HTML5 video. Which, that's kind of backwards. Because they wanted to support HTML5 because they didn't want people to have to install Quick uh, to install Flash. But now they want people to install QuickTime and use their proprietary format. I don't know. It's, it's a pet peeve. I, you know that I am not an Apple fanboy, even though I have a Mac. And actually, I just purchased a Mac for my wife. So now we're a Mac household. I've got backup Mac here. And I'm even using a time capsule router. So I I love these Apple devices, but I'm not an Apple fanboy. So upgrade to PowerPress 2.0 and your site will be compatible with HTML5 and it will work fantastic for that. Well, that's it for now for the Audacity to Podcast. If you have any questions about this or comments or anything like that on any of the content that I've covered in this episode, then please check out the show notes over at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash 33. I have some links there that explain the HTML5 information a little bit better and in more detail and also some links about PowerPress 2.0 and different reviews and such. Additionally, you can leave your questions or send your questions rather to feedback at noodle.mx or call in to the listener voicemail line and leave a message of three or fewer minutes. 859-353-4332. And please follow me on twitter.com slash the ramen noodle and join our Facebook group, facebook.com and search for the Audacity podcast. I don't have the URL yet. And also subscribe to the Noodle Mix Network newsletter, which is non-spammy at noodle.mx. And you'll see some things changing on the network over the next while, but it'll still be great for the benefit of all. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. Thank you so much for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our great podcasts with clean comedy, Christian movie, movie reviews, critical thinking, and much more at noodle.mx. That's the Noodle Mix Network at noodle.mx. And also check out all of the great podcasts at the Tech Podcast Network at techpodcasts.com. And the Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Tech Podcast Network at techpodcasts.com.